Hello, good morning, and welcome to episode 48 of the Estate Agents podcast. I'm Andrew Overman, and I'm joined by my partners in crime, as usual, Luke St. Clair. Good morning, Luke. Good morning, Andy. And Stephen Brown. How are you, Stephen? C'est bon, merci beaucoup à toi. Mm, yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. So, guys, it's October already. How the hell did that happen? It's gone quickly, hasn't it, this year? Absolutely flown by. Um, yeah. So very exciting. You've now got um, into the last quarter quarter of the year. Great opportunity to end um, 2019 on a high and get off to a great start in 2020. Yeah. I think we'll be sharing um, five tips today to help us. Soon be Christmas, as Sean Adams keeps reminding us. Yeah, we've got these polar opposites on this podcast, haven't we? Yeah. Sean Adams, every time we mention oh, Christmas. Christmas he loves it. He loves it. He just loves it. He curls up into a ball in a cold sweat, whereas Sasha is jumping around in a jingle <laughs> bell socks. You can just see it now, can't you? Sasha's jumping around, that big frizzy hair going boing, 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 as she's uh, counting down the days to put up the Christmas tree, which, <laughs> by her judgment, will probably be erected at about the 1st of November. Yeah. Yeah, no, cool. So, no, no, I mean, they're off to Lanzarote this Christmas, aren't they? Do you think, do you think she's paid extra baggage and stuck a spruce pine in the bloody hold? Oh, that's already been sent ahead, I bet. I bet you there's a whole container <laughs> of Christmas decorations already been driving its way to, uh, to Lanzarote. So, <laughs> but, uh, so then this, uh, this episode, we've, um, obviously this is our second one back after our extended summer break um and this particular episode is based around a comment or question from michelle gallica uh the lovely michelle that does her sofa chats on a saturday if anyone's not seen those on her facebook page then keep an eye out on the jdg facebook page every saturday morning at around half past eight i think it is um as a precise time um they do a sofa chat about what's going on in the in the area that they operate in, um, what's happening with lettings, what's happening with sales, properties, and it's a bit of an informal but also um, intriguing, intriguing chat. But she's asked about what are the five things that we can be doing now in order to give us that leverage to finish 2019 on a high, but also go in 2020 uh, with a strong footing. So seems a sensible question. I think from our conversations off air, Stephen, it's one thing that you're being asked as well, isn't it? It definitely is, yes. Um, and there's somebody called Santa Claus who comes, I believe, on the 25th of December. Yeah. Um, and one of the things, and I'm very, very happy. So again, this is going to be a test to see how many listeners we have. Um, but I have something called a letter to Santa that you can use um, to, um, you can use on Facebook, but you can use to get people into your office. So if anybody listening to this wants it, please um, put it, or send me an email, message me, go to the Estate Agents podcast page, um, leave your name, and I will send you something. So that will be my tip number one, letter to Santa. Explain it. What's letter to Santa? Why would I as a business owner, why would you as a business owner, why would any business owner spend a load of money sending out letters to Santa? Okay, well, I'm going to throw it back to you and Luke because I know that you have successfully done it. So um, please, can you share it? Yeah, thanks for that. 
Throwing <laughs> it straight back. For for those we've we've got cameras, we can see each other's. For those yeah. uh, so for those off air, you'll see Stephen gesticulating at me. Which uh, if you met him, he's a gentle giant. You wouldn't imagine he did that kind of thing. But okay, letter to Santa. I'll talk letter to Santa, um, and then Luke, you take it one stage further, um, and and we'll um, we'll, we'll let, let listen in. So look, we mentioned in the last episode about the importance of social proof and community. So for me, it's an opportunity to give something back. So we team up with the local town council. We have a Santa's uh, letterbox in the council offices. We have them in our offices. And our town does Winter Wonderland every year um, where children get an opportunity to see Father Christmas, get their little present and pop a note into Santa. Now, I don't know about you, but I've, as you both know, I've got two girls, six and four. Um, can't believe they're both at school now and Wednesdays off are redundant I feel slightly lost without them Um, but I know that Christmas time in this house reaches fever pitch and the excitement of receiving a letter from Father Christmas um, is uh, something that I don't think I'll ever tire of seeing um, their their lovely little faces when I walk in and they say daddy 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 Um, Father Christmas has written back to me so why do it it bridges that gap between agent and community it is something that an agent is doing not for profit but for community it shows a sense of caring now as a side to all of that obviously it's important that we can communicate with the parents to ensure that they have safely received um, said letter so we encourage the letters into the office We provide a template, Luke, uh, as I know you do, for them to complete. Uh, Draw a little picture of us, a little picture picture of Father Christmas, little picture of yourself, name, age. Um, Do you think you've been good, a little bit good, or a little bit naughty? Uh, Good, a little bit naughty, or very naughty. Um, And uh, what I would like for Christmas. We then have a tailored and bespoke letter reply, which, as Stephen has already said, will be sent out. Um, to anybody that uh, would like the template Um, but we also ask on the back of that form for parents name mobile number and email address obviously to be GDPR compliant we do have the little disclaimer on the bottom that um, uh, please tick here Um, if you would like to receive further community information we run the Easter egg trail which is free to enter and free prizes um, and uh, such like throughout the course of the year. So 90% of people will tick those. So for 350 odd letters that we send out every year, and it was that many last year because of the association with the town council, we've now got 350 additional people in our marketing database or 90% of 350 people in our consent to market database. Um, but Luke, you go one stage further, don't you? And I, I again, I invite Sean Adams to your office this Christmas yeah. if you want to age him. But he uh... could be head elf. Yeah. <laughs> head elf. And this I, is, and this I, is, a, Sean, the, the, this is this, yeah. that's an invitation for you. That is an invitation for the 1st of December, because I know he won't be able to make one of them, because that's when we're going to San Francisco for NAR, so the National Association of Realtors in San Francisco. Um, but for the 1st of December, Sean, you can come and become head elf at our Clown and Park office, Santa's Grotto. Listen, you, you guys laugh about this, but of course, this is something I did with the town council yeah. last year, isn't yeah. it? It's I dressed the, as an elf. Yeah. We had 
people coming into the office, just, we, I know we digress again, but we, we talk about community and the letters to Santa. I dressed as an elf to turn on the Christmas lights last year with the mayor, Roy Brame, a very good friend of mine, local, uh, local town district and Breckland councillor. And um, it was great. We had people coming into the office saying, yeah, great sport, Andy. Yeah, it was really funny. Bet you got cold. Um, where did you hide everything? And all of the usual comments when you're wearing a pair of skin tight jeans and tights. But um, fantastic community spirit. Luke, get on it. I In think fact, we ought to put this to charity now that if we can raise some money and get yes. money donated for charity, Sean should still come to be head elf and Luke, get dressed up in his elf charity? tights. What's Clarendon so it's, Park? It's going to be going to Rainbows. So we always do our Santa's Grottoes for Rainbows, which is a children's hospice. They're based in Leicester, but um, they give uh, care for children that are ill, but generally terminally ill. Um, it's a great chat. Hundred pounds from me. Let's get Hundred pounds from Stephen already. So okay, great. To all of our all of our listeners, obviously Sean has no idea what we're doing <laughs> at this moment in time. But maybe the charity pressure will be enough. Is, so. Isn't he on a flight back from somewhere at the moment? He's going to touch down and hear this podcast. <laughs> Quite possibly. So, but no. What? Um, so, 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 some of the things that that we do. So. Um, just to continue that Santa's letter, you talked about getting their email address and uh, mobile number. So on Christmas Eve, any child that has had a Santa's letter gets a text message from Santa. So, wow. San it, and it comes up on the parent's mobile phone as Santa, S-A-N-T-A, -A, and he makes sure that they're gonna go to bed early that night that their room's tidy that he has checked the nice list and they're still on the nice list but he, they've still got time to, to disappear off it if, if they're not good for mummy and daddy and 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 that kind of thing um and that goes that goes down really and that's just that's just 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 a nice little touch just because i'm a bit of a big kid at heart um that's next level though luke but you know, everybody's it, sending out the letters to yeah. Santa and that, that is absolutely next level, isn't it? But, so. but anyone can do that. You've got the information. All it will cost would be about two and a half P a message. So anyone can do that. If anyone wants to know how to do it, they can get in touch with us. And perhaps we could even maybe do a podcast on it closer to the time. I think um, we should, Luke, because uh, Stephen, I'm just looking at him on camera here and he's looking a bit frazzled because you've gone into tech. But technology. Very briefly for our listeners, how can they do it? What what? So there's various services out there. We use a service called ClickSend. So ClickSend.com. Um, you can specify who appears in that sender's number. Import the telephone numbers into ClickSend. Type the message. Schedule it for the 24th of December. Done. Uh, and you just very quickly for the technological dinosaurs like Steve and Luke. Um, can you insert them as an, uh, a CSV or an Excel spreadsheet? Or just copy and paste the numbers. If you've got them in the list, so if it's in a Word document, for example, just copy and paste the numbers into, into ClickSend and, and off it goes. Um, but I'll give you an example of this as well. So we're just going through quite an extensive recruitment program um, where hopefully over the next course of the next uh, 12 months we're adding 10 members of staff to our team um, and we've just recruited a property manager and one of the things she mentioned was that she brought her son to our Santa's Grotto at Clannan Park 
oh, okay, yeah, did you get the text? Yeah, 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 we got the text message on Christmas Eve and, and, and all of that. So this helps this helps you with everything from recruitment to because again what what perception has that then given that new colleague of what it's like to work at Knightsbridge that's you know awesome. what I'm, I'm watching everybody and we've all come alive we've got massive smiles on our face just <laughs> talking about it and you know, but it's great it, it is it is I mean, it's it is just, it's just it lovely. is great and we had someone stop us in the street so our Odeby grotto so we do two santa's grotto so there's a street fair for clown and park and for Odeby. the Odeby one is on the 10th of november which i'm gutted i'm missing um and we rate all the money goes to rainbows we don't take a penny out of it whether or not it's for presents so this year every child is going to get a book so they're going to get a child's book and there's about four different versions of it previously we've done selection boxes but everyone's going to get a book they come and see santa we close the office for the day we turn it into a grotto we've got decorations we've got about 10 trees that we put up um we wrap we've got a glass partitioned office we wrap it in big wrapping paper santa comes along at around two o'clock we hear his bells coming along he lands on the rooftops comes down and he's bringing mother claws with him this year as well um and that um is absolutely brilliant and, but we had someone stop us um in the street about a week afterwards and just say can we you, you work at Knightsbridge, don't you because we have our name badges on and we try to encourage everyone to wear our name badges when we're out and about um even if we're just going down to pick up a coffee yet yeah. um can i just let you know that because of the grotto and everything you've allowed my daughter to believe in santa for another year thank you very much so it's awesome it's, it's priceless those kind of moments but two thousand pounds raids for rainbows fantastic which is with that and that's the, and that's and that's the and that's the best bit and the heartfelt bit was two years ago where one of the child uh, that came along and i think i've talked about this before and she had some tubes coming out of her nose and around her ears and she started crying because she felt that um it was great how we were raising money for rainbows because that's where she was getting treatment from oh wow amazing Really it's gone so from beaming in smiles yeah. in uh, beam, beaming smiles in the studio to um, cheers. Yeah, no, every time, every time, every time I talk, it, that that really does kind of cut, but it makes it worth it. Uh, it really does, and that that's why we, we support Rainbows and Loras and and all of those local charities. So um, letters to Santa, and if you've got a local uh christmas fair whether or not it's an evening whether or not it's a it's, a, it's on a sunday it's a saturday afternoon try and see if you can be santa's grotto get out there in the community get some money raised for a local charity or your local uh traders association whatever it goes to you'll have great fun um and you will be known for it um and when children come into your office throughout the year it will be oh this is where santa comes isn't it that's brilliant. And if you are partaking and you're going to have a few glasses of mulled wine, um, it's something that is very, very close to me. Do uh, remember, don't drink and drive, not just at Christmas, um, but all throughout the year. Leave the car at home and enjoy a glass of mulled wine or two. Let's okay, move away number, from Christmas what's, now. What's number two? Stephen, proactivity, increasing your desk list, having a register to sell come January. Go. How are you going to do it? Okay, so um, I'm going to upset Luke here now. I'll be offering everybody a health check. 
um, as well, um, trying to add value there. So again, you know, we've discussed so many times what you do in the next 30 days is in, in going to impact what happens in the next 90. So again, pick up the phone, have a conversation with people. Keep going, Andy Overman, I love you. Um, have a conversation with people, um, be disruptive. We talked about the questions um, that Luke came up with in the last episode that Josh Fegan helped at his office, um, the questions about being your dream home. Um, and again, being proactive, we talked about in the last episode. I'll just add one further thing about that. Be really proactive with people in withdrawn properties. So go onto your Zoopla Pros and your right move. Um, what is it? The right move. Uh, don't go there. Right move plus, is it? I don't know. Intel. I don't even <laughs> that know. Should be, that should be a home search report. Yes. Okay. So there you go. So they've got an opportunity to use that, send that home search report out. And well. those of those of our listeners that don't know what we're, I think, talking about, and I think that we're talking absolute gibberish, look at one of our previous episodes where we spoke with Sam Hunter uh, from Home Search to find out more information about what Home Search is and what the report gives you. It's a massive game changer out there. I know Andy is a massive fan of what, what it does. I'm a massive fan of what it does. It gives you so much information at your fingertips that's going to really put your head and shoulders above the competition, isn't it, Andy? 100%. Um, you know, you talk about your videos, you talk about your marketing elements and such like, and um, it, uh, you know, it breaks down the likely value in billions of property in IP24, for example. So it gives you um, property by property, street by street, area by area, all of the information that you need to be an authority in your marketplace. So, um, you know, we talk about increasing the desk list. Could you send out a free home search report to everybody that, whose property you valued that hasn't made it to the market in 2019, for example? Okay, one of the things that one of the things we did and bringing it back to the community is um, we hired out a cinema. Um, and we invited all our previous clients, previous buyers, people whose properties we wanted to get on. Um, and we showed a wonderful life. I think it's a wonderful life, James Stewart. Um, and we had loads of local people there. You know, again, it was just to say thank you um, for using our services. So, again, that may be something that you want to do as well that, that helps you. Cool. Luke, you're a big, um, moving on to number three for our listeners, uh, you're, you're a big uh, fan of past clients. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they don't need to be part of a witness protection program um, as something that Josh Fegan talks about as well. So um, something... Just unpack that for a moment, Luke. What's witness protection? As in where you don't speak to them. That they don't they don't exist and yet you've had this you've had this relationship which has probably been one of the most stressful relationships that you that they've probably had in their life and stressful moments of their life and then it's like they go away and you never you never speak to them uh, or try to contact them again so it comes back to what Stephen's pick pick up the phone and and this isn't about um, thinking you're going to get their house to sell again. It's about nurturing the relationships so that getting the recommendations. A, so you can be in the position to help, to help them, help them make better decisions for the future, uh, whether or not they've got other members of the family, friends that know, look, that need your help because you want to help people. Again, our business is the helping business. And, and again, 
Uh, Chris Foss talks about it. We're in the trust business. So again, how can you build trust? Again, trust is through frequency. So it's that frequency of contact with people. Um, but it's amazing, Luke, isn't it? The, the, the Australians laugh at us, don't they? Yep. It, the, the, you know, there's many things that we can take. And we've, we've been privileged, humbled to have some fantastic um, guests on from um, the other side of the world. Uh, their systems and processes, communication and database is key. And the one thing that they consistently laugh at us about is the fact that we transact the property and never speak to the bloody clients ever yep. again, isn't it? Oh, but, mass massively. So what can you be doing to speak to your clients? So every day, so let's say, for example, so, so someone listening to this now, pull off all of your completions that have taken place within your business for the month of October, November, December, and then put it in your diary, whether or not it's a computer diary or paper diary, put those names and numbers at the top of the diary and then and then speak to them ask them how's the house how's the family um we, we haven't had the opportunity in coming back out to you since you moved two years ago to give you an idea on the value of the home to help you make better decisions for the future would love to come out and see what you've done to the home okay can i um piggyback on that so a couple three things that i've written down some of your previous sellers stay in the area so, you know, they may buy through another agent. Yep. What are you doing to keep in contact with those people, firstly? Secondly, archive, archive buyers, okay? So I don't know whether people archive their buyers, but they, again, may have bought in your area via another agent. So have you gone through that archive, those archive people, got in contact with them? Because now they may be ready to make a move. Um, and... The third thing was, and just picking up about, what is the lifetime value of all your clients, okay? So it's not about one transaction, it's about the lifetime value. So if you went on a market appraisal home consultation and your view is that you're gonna sell this property once and that's it, or if you went on a market appraisal home consultation and you think, right, actually, I'm gonna sell this property once, they may buy through me, They've got friends, family, and colleagues that may recommend me as well. Um, so that one person, instead of the average B being 3,000, the lifetime value of that sale could be 30, 40, 50, 60, 70,000. With you going on a market appraisal, home consultation very differently. 100%. Okay, so again, it comes down to Andrew spoke about last time, mindset. So, you know, are you going into market appraisal with a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? So it's me, for me now, is what is the lifetime value of every single person I come in contact with? Certainly changes your outlook on each customer. Without a shadow of doubt. Okay, Andy, number four. Okay, well, I'm going to shoot it straight back over to yourself on this one because it's one that you speak about regularly, Steve, and it's one-off deals. How do you search for them? Who do you talk to? How do you make them happen? Okay, so again, it's knowing who your buyers are. So as we discussed in the last episode, um, whether you go back to your hot box, um, you know, I, you know, my system when I was an agent was I had a, a black book. In my black book, anybody who made an offer on a property would go in there. Um, anybody who had a property to sell in my area would go in there. 
Um, where I'll be really focusing on is once I know who my buyers are, I'll be work, working on the withdrawals, you know, working on my previous buyers and sellers, um, three, four, five, six, seven years going out there. If I'm a new agent and wouldn't have that, uh, wouldn't have that database, then as I said in the last episode, I would use Facebook and video and go down there and make the most of it. Um, but no, just for the benefit of our listeners there, Stephen, um, Stephen mentioned a black book that was, um, that, that was what superseded his Rolodex in the eighties. Uh, um, you can use your iPhone, um, other phones do exist, but uh, if you're adding a contact in there, you pop it in the notes section. If you do a search and anything's contained within those notes, it'll bring it up as well. So, uh, I've got what's, what's, an, what's, an, what's an iPhone? Uh, it's about seven generations on from the one that you carry around on the mastermind <laughs> session. Okay, one-off deals. How do just you go, just just go back withdrawals? Um, again, I would door knock um, people that have withdrawn. Um, you know, I'm your local property professional, Andy Overman. I noticed that you, you know, that your property got withdrawn from the market. Can I ask? Did you lose the bug for selling? Or if somebody came up with an acceptable offer, would you consider moving? Well, what's an acceptable offer? Well, if I can pop my head around, I'll be able to tell you. Brilliant. I've got Luke Sinclair who would absolutely love this property. He looks out with me if this is genuine viewing tomorrow. Um, you know, should I sell him your property or should I sell him something else? That's what I would do. Luke, sorry to interrupt. Yep. Um, again, I've, it comes back to what we talked about um on uh the last episode you have got to know your buyers as well because you can't go around just making up random people thinking oh we'll make up we'll make up a buyer to just try you've got to have genuine intent um in order to introduce these buyers so get back to knowing those buyers so it comes back to that hot box that top five top ten buyers um, that you can introduce to a property now again they could be looking for different properties whether or not it's a two-bedroom terrace it's a first-time buyer it's an investment buyer it's a family that desperately need to move because new babies on the way and babies due in February but they want to be all settled by Christmas so that they can get decorated over Christmas again have the story ready to tell the person so that it's it's real it's it's believable to them don't just make it up Okay, and my fifth one would be actually what Michelle Gallagher's doing already, um, which is a sofa chat. Um, you know, I think that's fantastic because people are curious to know what's going on for sales and lettings um, on a weekly, monthly basis. Um, by getting your face out there, by doing it continuously, um, you are adding value. Because let's face it, um, that's what the British public are. <laughs> Everybody's interested in property. Um, yeah. And again, it comes back to that question, you know, wherever you are, I'm sure both both of you agree. Uh, I'm sure people ask you what you do. Um, and then they say to you, how's the market? And it's great. So, you know, what a great question to answer. You know, is it, well, are you inquiring because you're looking to buy, you're looking to sell, you're looking to rent, or you're looking to become a, um, a landlord? Which one? And then you yeah. can start discussing the nature. So, again, comes down to, to better questions. So yeah. that would be my, my sixth one is ask better, better questions um, that can help you um, take you to the next, I suppose, get you to the next level, find yeah. out what people want. And if they don't 
ask the question, answer it for them, because chances are they're already thinking about it, but maybe oh, I don't know, feel stupid if I don't know how Brexit's going to affect my house sale or is the market busy? I don't, I don't really seem to be stupid. It's probably on their mind anyway. So just say some of the, the free top questions being asked by a lot of clients that I'm seeing in a minute. One is what's going to happen with Brexit and property prices is now a good time to sell or should I now be waiting until spring because of Christmas um, and have property prices gone down or have they gone up? everyone's going to be out thinking of those questions and and just and that way they're going to think, oh actually yeah that again that person that person gets me um and we've opened up into a dialogue and a conversation and then andy you've got a bonus one from bonus one uh, yes yeah. so we, we, we were going to one of the exceptional trainers out there julian odell julian odell yes julian introduced me to this about eight or nine years ago and it's something that's worked particularly well so, uh, on an annual basis so thank you julian um Obviously, we started off giving you five tips. I think we've now gone on to number seven because um, we can't Stephen, count. Stephen does like <laughs> to go off script, doesn't he, Luke? Um, uh, only a little bit. <laughs> so, do not disturb campaign. Um, do not disturb. Uh, it ties very closely in with Luke's question: Is now a good time to sell? And I have a view on this. Um, when you go to market, you go to market in competition and not isolation, but there are times of the year that you go to market more isolated than others. And one of those would be Christmas time, because I think, you know, um, Luke, it's fair to say, as a, a business owner, you will see a drop off. We see a natural drop off of instructions around November. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a good way to determine who are your serious and motivated sellers, because those that aren't generally tend to have a marketing break or come off the market. But there are still people looking to sell. And my personal view, um, and I'd be interested to hear yours as well, guys, is that putting a house, launching a house to the market uh, between the 1st of December and the 21st, 22nd and 23rd of December, in my view, uh, my humble opinion, is an absolute waste of time. You've got friends and family um, and pretty much everybody's attention is diverted towards Christmas, uh, whether it's getting away um, whether it's school nativities, um, whether it's uh, bringing the kids back from university, whether it's grabbing a few days away, whether it's Christmas shopping. Um, so I always notice, and, and this is from careful research, that when we have historically eight, nine, 10, 11 years ago launched a property between the 1st and the 23rd of December, we've had very, very little portal views, we've had very, very little interest. So I spoke with Julian about it and he said, why don't you run Do Not Disturb? So basically, Do Not Disturb is where you stockpile all of your instructions from last week of November all the way up to Christmas Eve, and you launch them on Christmas Eve. I've probably got listeners there thinking we're barking mad, but Christmas Eve through till New Year's Day, Luke, sees a huge surge in Massively. portal traffic. Um, I know Rightmove released the statistics, but you are very analytical of your own website and the CRM that you've built. And I think you mentioned at Mastermind four and a half times yeah. the traffic in that period. Yeah, ma ma massively. And um, because what, what happened, once everyone's got the stress and everything out of the way of Christmas, they've got, they've probably spent their money. Uh, I know I have uh, normally by Christmas Eve. So I've spent my money and, and then you start looking around the house. Well, actually the kitchen, I've just cooked Sunday dinner in the kitchen and that's not great. And, uh, what, what, what else could we look at? Um, and they start looking around at homes or getting ideas. And before they know it, that they've sent 
10 inquiries off to find out find out about properties but then you've got to deal with those inquiries so don't just ignore them until the 2nd of January have a plan in place to actually deal with those inquiries absolutely so for our listeners do not disturb I physically go to the office with stockpile of instructions last year I believe it was nine instructions and six or seven price uh, realignments and physically go into the office and flick them live on Christmas Eve so you've got this huge swathe of instructions going live yeah. the inquiries then follow through um, we are members of the guild so we have an automated uh, reply um, but we can personalize it and we do personalize it as well for those that don't respond to the automated lead pro um, and it's very very important to service those clients but the do not disturb element is because we understand clients don't want to be disturbed with the viewing between Christmas Eve and New Year's Day so we have a marketing break but they're on the market they're on the website they're on the portals when people are viewing and I've got a view on this as well because if you think as families you know most most families now are uh, mr. and mrs. mr. and mr. mrs. and mrs. to be politically correct um, out and about working if you've got young Luke you've got young family now Stacy works you so you work um, when's when are the two times of year that you get to spend together summer holidays winter holidays yep yeah now obviously in your summer holiday time people are on a beach relaxing chilling sunshine tans or Luke's jetting about between several different continents but the average family summer vacation summer holiday time together at winter time people are generally coming together for a different reason and that's family time isn't it and, you, and, and I think some fairly influential decisions are made you know grandparents realize that the only time that their house is full is when they have the family over at Christmas and that generally they've got three or four spare bedrooms first-time buyers want to get a bit of privacy but all the families there and they have no privacy because they're living with parents or they're living in rented or house sharing so I think it's a time when people make decisions life-changing decisions to move and it's important that your property is shown and seen by those people at that time so put it on the market Christmas Eve no viewings until the first weekend of January but all inquiries serviced professionally by the office in the interim now last year we started January and sold 16 properties in January our nearest rival was half that and I put that down to having those properties on on Christmas Eve generating the inquiries between Christmas and New Year servicing those inquiries professionally and hitting the ground running in January Luke is it something that you do yep um, so we've already got one property lined up ready to launch um, on the uh, Boxing Day or Christmas Day should I say um, so we set them live to go Christmas Day um, uh, late in the evening um, so we've already got one property ready to ready to go and I'm sure there'll be more but equally if you've got properties that need uh, a price correction look at an opportunity to relaunch it so get the photos done now um, or get them done in late late November um, maybe get a video done um, if the vendor doesn't want to uh, price correct at this stage um, and then you've got everything ready to, to relaunch with new photos on Christmas Day Boxing Day at, at the new at the new price and those price reduced properties Luke are new stock it's yep. a new listing in people's minds get the reduction get it a sensible amount you know from 325 yep. down to offers over 300,000, make it a strategic, yep. sensible amount. And uh, for all intents and purposes, that's a new audience on the portals and uh, a new instruction. Um, guys, thank you very much. 
for joining us today. Um, I know that um, we felt guilty last week when we were recording that uh, we'd left it so long over the Christmas break. It's so difficult to tie Luke down. Um, he's never in the same country when we speak to him. And uh, <laughs> Stephen's floating up and down all over the UK. But we're back now with the weekly podcast. We really appreciate your time and attention. So from myself, Luke and Stephen, it's thank goodbye. goodbye. And thank you for listening. Do yeah. rate, review, share, recommend. Uh, we really appreciate your generosity. Until next week, see you then. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank you.